your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what to it do? It's your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, what to do? What to do? What to do? It is. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's what I meant to say. Welcome back. Damas, Damas y caballeros. caballeros <laughs> y ustedes out there. Welcome you. back to Sofrito Speaks, season six, episode number nine. Still can't believe it's been nine episodes we already. We took a week off. We did. We did. Slight Our, apology right there. I was, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take accountability. I uh, failed to communicate with my with my co-host that I would not be here for the holidays. And it wasn't until I was gearing up to leave that I realized, oh, shit, I'm not going to be here. Um, so he did a solo episode, with, which was cute. It was cute. I tried. I was very like, um, so, you know. Who were you very, with? It was about just you? It was just me. I was by myself. And my demons. Um, but... Also, then we're like, oh, we can link up on Tuesday night and record. And At 7.30. And then, thankfully, rolls around. He's like, yo, you still trying to do this? Because, like, it's I'm like, I let's don't. just take a week off. It's and I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> I was like, please. I'm exhausted. Please. I, I, I don't, get this I don't like a with. forced episode. We realized yeah. that we've done that in the past. Maybe, like, season one, season two. We were trying to force episodes, like, trying to fit in the time to make them. And they... Some of them were good. Some of them were super lackluster because we just didn't have the energy. But we were just like, yo, let's just yeah, I was, I, read the room. Y'all Monday aren't paying Friday, us yet. Yeah, we can, we can skip a week. Friday is pretty hard for us because yeah. we both have intense schedules. So like meeting up to record on yeah. a Tuesday. I don't know what I was thinking that Sunday. That's why I don't make plans. But anyways, let's go into our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up or jodio in the past, I guess, for this episode, the past two weeks. Yeah. You want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> that was a very. Um, mi gente, I am, I am 420 friendly. However, for y'all. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't bash anybody that, you know, is 420 friendly. Um, if you want to do that in my presence, that's fine. I'm not going to, it's not disgusting to me. It is what it is. Um, I just need y'all to explain to Sulma why I came home smelling like that. Okay. Cause I'm not going to, um, so Baby, I thought about that when you left, I was like, Oh, so she was already asleep when I left. Oh, okay. Um, so we had a little corito. Actually the corito was mad fun. That didn't have me fucked. No, what had me fucked up was how long it took me to join the corito. Um, because Ruben's been doing this for a minute. Yeah. But I, you know, Okay, you're going. You're coming into that. You're coming into this now, but I'm actually on the heels of like trying to do a no uh, a dry period of my life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we can still do a corito, just but not. I still can smoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, twenty friendly. <laughs> um, so I people kept telling me about edibles, edibles, edibles. Oof. And so did it once when I went again. to Michigan for the holidays. Um, my boys bought some gummies, and I was like. I had told, I was going to the gym and stuff, and I was telling them that I was really sore. And they were like, yo, they have recovery ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, right, you should try it. And they, they my boys, I lo- love them. I love my boys so much. Um, they literally were like, we're going to give you half. Take half. And they were telling me, like, how much is what, like, whatever. Like, they they could, they could fist a bag, and they're fine. But they were like, yo, Nina, like, if this is your first time, you know how some people were like, nah, take the whole thing, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Like, because they're used to it. I really enjoy the fact that they were like, okay, so you've never done this? Okay, bet. 
They cut it in half. They were like, we're going to save the other half for you later if you want it for later. Take it. See how you feel. If you don't really feel anything, then maybe take the other half. But he's, but they're like, we're not going anywhere. So like, we're just going to be in the house. Like, Yo, you're fine. You're good. Which I greatly appreciate. Like, get around people who yeah, give a shit about your well-being. I absolutely hate people who spark up and then they're like, let's go do this. And I'm like, bitch. I don't have that. I don't. You made I'm my brain a- go mellow. Now you want me to be in society? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Um, I got to think about so how I walk and shit. Like, I- no. on thanksgiving day i had told my boy i was like yo let me get a whole one because i want my stomach to be a a black hole like i just want it to i want to eat like i want to (laughs) eat so now now you taking a gummy edible for some food oh yeah so he's oh my god so y'all remember y'all need to go back to last last year's episode when i talked about being up there with my boys uh for thanksgiving we gotta talk about it then because i was talking hella shit i was literally talking about how i was like i'm not doing that again why would i give up a caribbean cuisine for a traditional african-american meal like it they're two different things mi gente like they are opposite ends of the spectrum and i don't know why two years in a row i've chose to give up the caribbean version of thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> because I'm going to be honest, the food was good, yes, but I still believe that our food is better, period. Um, So whatever it went, and I was like, yo, I want to be able to like really enjoy it. <laughs> Let me get that. Let me get the gummy. So it took a while. It probably took like four hours for this thing to kick in. So as we finally sit down for dinner, I'm rocking my plate. Like, I'm licking my fingers. I go up, I get seconds. The year before, I didn't get seconds. Went up for seconds. The visual that I'm just having I'm of Nina at the this table. Food. Like, I was, y'all, when I tell you, and I'm like, you do something different to the food this year? Forgetting that I took the edible. I forgot I took the edible. Like, I was like in oh this God. plate. Like, literally forgot and then we do when we're doing a case file so you could these are so fun you can buy case files at like target amazon whatever and you literally sit with a group of people and you're given these the um these files and you have to figure out um the murder mad fun it's a cool game to play honestly the next corito we should absolutely do one of these it's so fun it's so fun I was reading the witness testimony. So everywhere, passing around the sheets. So everybody's picking up different information. So I'm reading. <laughs> I'm laughing just because I've, I've seen you in that stage. It took and season, me. Season two. Remember when we tried. <laughs> no, we. We is a lot of people, baby. When you. I was like, I'm not I was doing that to before record we record. Episode, and I. And that was the most. I was the That's quietest. one of the most awkwardest episodes we've ever had because it, it like midway through it just went left and I was like, Can we luckily see? we did not have video. Yeah. That was just audio because if you would have seen me at that table, I was just sitting there like, and we're going to go to the next action. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. I am not a functional member of society. So I'm sitting here and so me and my boy, we both we both took the edibles. My other boy is sitting across from us, and he's like <laughs> looking up at us, like, "What did these clowns get into?" <laughs> so I start. I am fighting this giggle fest. Oh my god! When the giggles, oh okay. Now I want to get high. Mm. So Child. so one of my boys looks at me. And he goes, "Yo, a hit." <laughs> <laughs> That's how. 
that's usually an indicator of when that first giggle, like that giggle fight happens right there. That's how you know. We both start cracking up. And I've been reading the same paragraph for 15 minutes. Other people need this file and I would not let it go because I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. And so wait, were were you three the only ones? No, it was like seven of us at the table. But everybody was. No, no, it was just me and my boy. Just you two were. Just two people. baby. (laughs) Oh my God. I would have woke up the next day like. No, no, no. So we weren't like obnoxious. We just were kind of like, we were just like super happy. And then my boy was like. Did y'all go for that walk? But we were in the house. Uh, and he was like, I was like, yo, bro, I'm going to hold you. Everybody started to get up from the table to get dessert. And I was like, yo, bro, I'm going to hold you. That shit hit. Uh-huh. And my boy looks up at me and he goes, oh, I know. You want to pass me that file now since it's taking you forever to read it? He said, like, you can't concentrate for shit, can you? That's usually when I'm when I'm that high. I'm just like I'm. But I'll just this be the referee. So I'll be, I'll this be was I. This track. was a, a body like a full body or whatever. So I could feel like all the soreness that I felt from like the gym and stuff. I could feel my joints. They didn't hurt, but they felt just tingly. So I started to laugh because it felt funny to me. And my boys are like, "Yo, you know what is so funny, bro? Let us in on the joke." And I couldn't explain it, but that that definitely had me messed up. The other thing that had me messed up. Here's my thing. Without saying too much, um, I do not, I can't fake the funk. So if I don't like you or I don't vibe with you, I'm not going to pretend to care about you. Mm. I can't do that. And my thing is, is that I don't trust people who actively want to, no, okay. Again, without saying too much, because there's things that I can't say yet. Stay tuned. Um, I don't I don't trust people who so if you had an issue with somebody mm-hmm. and let's say for whatever reason it it became it was like a huge like ordeal, like let's say uh legal systems involved in this situation. Uh-huh. Okay. I choose your side. Bet we cool, I'm choosing your side. But I'm gonna go hang out with the other side. Because it's convenient. I'm looking at you sideways like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You mean to tell me you believe the story, but you going to hang out with the, per- who, with the person who's victim? Wait, what? It's, it's, it's tough without saying too much. <laughs> right. Basically, I, don't, I, can't, I can't fuck with people who want to play both sides of the fence. Mm, okay. And I hadn't been in a situation like that for so long that when, when it presented itself, I was like, ew, 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 like you, ew, like you suck as a person. Like you suck as a person. You are playing both sides of the fence. And if you wanted to play both sides of the fence, I'm going to just push you over. Stay on that side. For me. I don't need you playing both sides. That's fine. You got it. You got it. Because there's a lot of backstory. There's a lot going on that sides kind of have to be picked Yeah. in this situation. And it's evident that you chose yours, but yet you still want to try to play the f- bitch by. That had me all the way messed up. And I had to like talk to my friends about it. I was like, am I bugging? Are we- it was one of those. It was one of those like, y'all see this? She don't. S- okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll, I'll spill all the details late, at a later date. There's just pending action that needs to be taken. So 
I can't say too much about it. But it had me fucked up because I was like, we still doing this in our 30s? Not in our 30s. That's crazy. Oh, my God. This is like 17-year-old shit. Oh, my God. Mama's. Oh, my God. And I'm going to be honest. Again, I don't know how to fake the funk. If I don't trust you and you're moving funny, I promise you I can be in the same room with you for five days straight and not say a word to you. I will only speak when spoken to. You ain't say nothing to me, baby. I ain't saying nothing to you. Word to your mother. Is that's that's it, and 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 that's just that's just what it is. I got more, but I'm gonna pass it over to Ruben, and then he could toss it back to me. But go off. Yeah, I mean, the past two weeks have been an adventure. I guess it's an adventure emotionally. Oh, um, I feel like I have been trying to just be a little bit happier in life, and um, that's kind of been a little bit of a challenge in itself. Uh, dealing with, I guess I, what I'm trying to say is that I'm trying to fight seasonal depression this year mm. and it's fucking me up. Like, Don't let it, it win though. It, it has me like in a chokehold. Um, last week, well, the week, wait. I When did we last come on with an episode? I. It's the stuttering for me. Yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> 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 the last episode was two weeks ago, right? The week, yeah. the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. So since then, <laughs> I'm looking up dates. Um, I went to you know I went to work and we had a very dead week. Um, and then this last week was the same thing because literally we don't do nothing. Um, but I realized that I've been in a better mental space at work. I did. Oh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Gather the troops. Let's refer back Gather to episode tr- six, episode or two or four, which was subscription only. Mm. And I talked about the lady who threw candy. At that was a subscription. Me. That was a subscription. That it was, was a subscription. It was public. Yeah. So the lady who threw candy at me. So, you know, she listened to the podcast. Oh, I'm not. I'm not worried. Um, <laughs> no, I'm saying like, did she hear what you said? You I mean, they probably have. They probably know that I have a podcast, and that's fine because you're not paying me. So, um, what had happened was is that the lady threw something at me again. <gasps> <laughs> but this time around, baby. Oh, this time around, I had to fight the demon. I know, knock if you. Ella me tiro. Ella me tiro a fucking stress ball and was like on the same tip of like, you know, joke, your face, jokingly like smile. smile. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sick. And of I that. absolutely hate when people tell me to smile. Like I absolutely, it's so triggering to me. Like asco. I don't think people understand asco. how triggering that is. Like being told your whole life to smile is like, why are you forcing this emotion on me to make you feel comfortable? That doesn't make sense to me. If I'm happy, happiness doesn't come with always with a smile. Stop thinking that happiness is just a calm and serene place. And if I'm in a calm and serene place, I'm sitting there like. We got right. I ain't giving you a dirty look. I'm not doing all of this. Like, I'm just chill, bro. Let me just rock. Like. Why are you all up in my mix? So this time, you know, oh, smile, smile. And I, I, I turn around. I'm like, yo, smiling's for weirdos. <laughs> She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, because the fact that you walk around all day with a smile, you're weird. That's a weird thing. 
who has the same emotion 24 hours of their day. That's weird. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just an American thing, but I I don't get it. I've never got it. Like, I watch people. I watch people, okay? When I lived in New York, I people watched all the time. I watch people walk with a smile on. That is weird. That's weird to me. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so I tell her like, but sm- my thing is like assuming I'm in a bad mood because I don't have a smile plastered on my face. Like we're still doing this. Okay. So, um, you know, I say that and she, she like grabs this stress ball and I'm, and now my mind, my vision went into like slow-mo and I'm like, do it, do it. Chucks it into my <gasps> office. And it hits my desk and I just look at it and I look up and I'm like, (laughs) I look at my screen. This is all slow-mo. I look at my screen and I'm like, I'm going to lose my job today. This is going to be the day I'm, I'm going to let God handle it. Because if I handle it, (laughs) I'm going to jail. It's above me now. I had to sit. I I got up, closed my door, had to sit. They already knew that I was tight. They already knew. And, and later on, you will see how I knew they already knew. So the day goes by, whatever. This happened at like 10 a.m. I'm contemplating, 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 contemplating. Two things happen. One, I vented to the wrong person. And I absolutely hate when I vent my emotions to people and they try to downplay it. Ah! And they try to be like, oh, you're you're doing too much. You're thinking too deep into it. No, you're not thinking enough of it. And that's what the problem is. That's where I see the issue, baby, because you're so surface level. You want to be like, oh, no, it doesn't happen like that. Mm, yeah, everybody loves me. So every time I every time I convey my emotions, I'm taking it's too much. Like every time I'm calling something out, it's not that deep. So when does it get deep? When I slap the hell out of you? Is that one is deep? Then not I took only it that, too far. Not oh! only that, but my fellow Latinos in the workplace who think that. It's okay for white people to just do these type of things or or act on these behaviors towards Call you. And you just have Call to sit out. there and be like, that's just, they how, was just, that's just how Nina is. That's just how Deborah Every is. Every time Nina ah. sees me, she punches me three times in the face. And you're like, that's just how she is. <laughs> it's like... No, I don't give a fuck that's how you are. Because if I have to walk up in here and be on some like, good morning, how are you? Knowing damn fucking well that my soul does not give a fuck how your morning went, but I'm doing it to be nice. I expect the same in return. I expect this respect that everybody talks about, this this respect bubble. I expect that in return. I'm not a child. We're not on the fucking field. We're not. That's not what we're doing. So. That was number one. I had to go back to my office after venting to someone. Mm. I had to go back to my office, and now I'm pissed about something else. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, like I'm just sitting there with my door closed, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. people are crazy. Like, you know, my mind starts wandering. Yep. So then I go back to the root, and I'm like, the issue is that at the end of the day, I never communicated a boundary, and I need to communicate this boundary because I let it slide the first time and I'm not going to let it slide this time. You know what, that, you know what we call that, man? You know what we call that? Growth. Growth. <laughs> so uh, two o'clock rolls by. I remember the time because I had to I have a little HR log because um, these white people be trying, baby. <laughs> You're not going to win. Um, so I wrote in the log and I'm like, I'm going to go talk to her right now. So do I... <laughs> Do I not go grab the ball, go into her office, and I'm like, let me tell you something. 
already scared for her, bro. And yo, her eyes were like. And I'm like, I close the door and I'm like, I ask, I'm like, you know, is it okay if I close the door? Cause it's, I want to tell you something personal. And she's like, are you mad at me? And I was like, I'm a little bit bothered. I'm like, you know, it was, it's very triggering to me when somebody physically does something, you know, a push. A, if I don't know you like that, like here, I'm like, oh, this bitch want to fight. This is what we're doing. We fighting. Mm -hmm. Like you threw something at me. I wanted to grab it, throw that and pick up my desk and throw that as well. Because, <laughs> because, porque? because, porque? because I can't bitch. That's why. That's where For my why? mind went. So I told her, I'm like, you know, it's very triggering to me. I'm like physical stuff. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm cool with joking. I'm like, sometimes you go a little, you know, we can go a little bit too far. I'm like, I've had to apologize for things that I've said to people because in my mind, it's a joke. But in reality, it was offensive. I'm like, I get it. You know, and she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I went home and I mean, no, she didn't go home. Sorry. This was the next day that there's a part two. Um, she's like, I thought about it. And, you know, and, and I knew right away you were upset because you closed the door. And I was like, hmm. So, you knew. <laughs> And you didn't address the issue. Hmm. Interesante. Mm. So, boom. Whatever. I let it slide. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's cool. Just don't ever do it again. That's why I ended it with. Don't ever do it again. We're good. It's all love. Yeah. Have to be the bigger person, right? The next day comes. She comes into my office first thing in the morning. She's like, can I talk to you real quick? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, tears. The tears. Ow! The I fucking hate the river. The, uh, oh the my waterworks. god, was she white? Yes. Hey, not not loud environment. <laughs> not loud environment. Um, the tears went off, and I'm sitting there, and y'all already like I just finished telling you like this lady was trying to tell me to smile because I have a serious rest of bitch face. So I'm sitting at my desk like, and she's like, you know, she's sorry, and she went home, and she couldn't get her mind off of it because she's a person that wants to bring joy into people's lives. She doesn't want to cause trauma, and, you know, she sees where she went wrong, and she just wants to apologize. And I appreciate, let me, let me tell you, I do appreciate the fact that you sat down and thought about what you did and, and did not dismiss me in a way of, like, I'm just kidding with because I absolutely hate that shit, you know. So I do appreciate that. I'm gonna give you your little credit. But why it was, was she crying though? Because baby, baby had me fucked up. I want to know why she was crying. Like what? It like, obviously just... it traumatized her. <laughs> I guess. Um, in talking with one of my other friends, I I was like telling him the story, and he's like, "You're probably the first person in her life or in the office that has ever called her out on her shit." And I was like, possibly so. I'm like, that could possibly be because everybody here, according from conversations I've had with other coworkers, everybody gets along and I'm the problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that had me fucked up. And I was just like, I ended it with, you know, because I'm trying to change it, trying to make a change in my ways, be the best that I could be that lasts me all of my <clears throat> days. So I gave her a little hug, you know, a little one of these. And I was like, it's all love. It's all good. And I told her again, I finished with, just don't let it happen again. Punto. As per my last email. <laughs> so that had me fucked up. I just. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. Let me tell you something. For me, it, it really just feels weird because it's like I'm in this point in my life where I'm really just trying to see people and, and be like, all right, you know, maybe like. 
you know, because this racism and everything has gotten so deep into my my thought process mm. that it's like I'm trying to not ignore it, but I'm trying to just maybe not always run to that in my life, in my life, in my situations, in my circumstances. Because I have friends where like this white person didn't stop for them to cross the street. They're like, oh, what the fuck? This white. And it's like, mm. Okay, does it have to always does be it, that? I don't think it always has to be that. So I'm trying to I, work through that. I just don't do white women tears. And so for me, like sitting there and just seeing a white person, like seeing a white person crying in front of me, I'm I'm not going to lie. I didn't have an emotion. I was very much so like. Because I feel like. But I'm like, you knew what you were doing. You right. said to me. You so, knew. And I and think I, that. I brought up to her like, you know, you did it. This is the second, second time. time. You in a matter to, of you, three weeks. You could have brought it to again. HR and her job could have been in jeopardy. That's She's why like, we're crying. If we want to keep it a buck, that's why you're crying. Facts, you're not crying because you fucking feel bad. Facts. You're crying. You're trying to show a level, some semblance of an emotion to try to get the guilt card from this person that you straight up violated because you know that if they take it up the chain of command, you're going to lose your job given the culture and the society it's that facts. we are in right it's now. It's not because you genuinely feel bad. You went home and somebody probably was like, you need to apologize. You better fix that. You need that. to go fix that because you can lose your job just solely based off of the fact that they felt threatened. Boom. I also felt like, uh! it was, I also felt like the whole play itself was just very textbook, you know, and I, 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 I played along. I watched what I said. I was like very clear with what I said. And, you know, mm. like I, I just kept reiterating, like, don't let it happen again. Cause if it happens again, baby, I'm coming for your job. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't promise I'm gonna be the so way nice. I need a payout the way the bank needs to see something <laughs> no dead ass <sighs> well what I got also stems from white privilege <laughs> it's given the sofrito white podcast <laughs> sofrito less sofrito less podcast <laughs> oh okay sofrito mute I think we gotta go over um I remember we talked about what Amanda Seals had said in the past, like people, white people, people who happen to be white, the difference between that. Oh, I live by that. I live by that. I live and by that's that. how I categorize y'all. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah, I have my white friends who I'm like, shorty's down, like, like never it, been disrespectful, like, and, never and been rude, who, never been. So it's between, it's between the Karens and the Hannahs. Hannah understands that though she is white, that there are privileges that she is privy to. And mm. she understands that when she gets in company with people of color, and we say white people, she knows we're not talking about her. Mm. She doesn't take offense to it. I, now, the Karen, Hannah of, our, of my office just finished, was her last day on Friday. And I was damn, like, bye. we hate to see it. Out of everyone here, you're the realest bitch. I fuck with you. Damn, <laughs> you hate to see She's it. She's the one that gave, gave us that. Gave me that. Oh, thanks, Hannah. <laughs> um, for, we don't, I, I don't actually know her name, but we're going to call her Hannah. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, so we go, we drove through Canada. Okay. We're, we drove to Michigan. We drove through Canada because it cut it get, it cut like an hour, two hours off of our trip. Wow. Get to go through Canada. We get to Port some Port something. And we are staying in my friend's friend's house that he has in the area. Let me paint you a picture, mi gente. We are in the middle of nowhere, Michigan, right? When I tell you nowhere, at that fucking street lights aren't even on. There's not a corner store in sight. I don't know how people live We were the only house on the block for I don't even know how long. It had just snowed up there. So it, the land looked barren. There wasn't shit going on. We had to drive 25, 30 minutes out to see a bar to get food. 
Okay. So we dropped off our stuff at this house that we were staying at, which. It's giving murder. No, just kidding. It's giving first 48. <laughs> it's giving an episode of Criminal Minds. You know what I mean? It's giving Michigan. It's giving, I need to call SVU, Special Units Victim. Special no, victims special unit. Victims special unit. victims unit. Cool. The fact that you even know that, though. I love that. So I was like, okay, Olivia Benson, baby, I oh. need to drop a pin. Come get me, please, because this isn't it. So we drop our stuff off. We, I'm like, my boys already know, oh, Nina needs to eat because I eat X amount of times a day. I can eat between two to four times a day. They can thrive off of one meal. Oh, I don't understand I how, never. but I couldn't. I'm not eating DK at 11 o'clock. At 11 <laughs> o'clock. And then I'm not going to eat again until the next day. You're out of your mind. So whatever. So we go. We come back. We chilling. We're going to take a group nap. There's three couches. Each of us take one. And they all fit us perfectly. So bet. And we're like chit-chatting, whatever. We're about to take a nap. We hype. I'm like, yo, this group nap about to be everything. Hype this shit. I look at my boy real quick. And we heard like a click at the door. So we're like, you heard that? Our other boy was like ready to snuggle up. He was like, I ain't hear nothing. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, nah, bro, like, someone's here. Is everybody accounted for? Because we were. They're telling us, our other boy's telling us that we tripping. Okay. So I, okay, I must be tripping. Out of nowhere, uh -uh. the door opens uh -uh. and this white man walks in and says, my boy's name. Are you so-and-so? We'll call him Paul. Paul? And now me and my other boy... I'm looking at each other like, so we did hear a click at like a the clicking of a door opening. Okay. So now we up. We're like, oh, wait a minute. Now we on, we we alert. We're looking at our boy Paul, like, dog, did you know we was having visitors? Paul's like, I don't even know who these fools are. So this white man is continuing continues to tell us, oh yeah, nah, so and so lets us stay up here because we're hunting. Got the guns in the car. What? Not the We're going to get kicked. Hunting? You're hunt What are you hunting? Let me paint the picture for you again, mi gente. I we are three people of color in the middle of nowhere, Michigan. Two black men and a Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. And a Puerto Rican. So we're looking at each other like, "Hey, yo, Mind you, our boy Paul's from there. He, he, from, he from up there, whatever. Me and my other boy, though, we are from the city. So we are like, what? we on 10 already. Like, well, hold up. Like, how are you taking this? He and I are already planning an escape route. How are we going to survive this? What is up? So they end up leaving. This guy leaves, whatever. We are sitting there looking at each other, bewildered, confused as ever. What is happening? I said, you better call your boy and ask him why he didn't tell us that he just be opening up these doors to just anybody. And this is this is a hostel. We're in a hostel. What's that what it's called? We're in a hostel. People just come here, stop, do whatever. So I'm thinking, OK, we need to on shower their way to the woods. We've been on. We've been on this the road was at night. When they showed up, it was like in the afternoon. It was like three o'clock oh, okay, in the right afternoon right. when they when we first had the encounter, the when we first had the encounter. OK. I take a nap, like a four-hour nap, whatever. Now we're getting up. We're going to try and figure out what we want to eat. So I get, I wake up from my nap, and I look at my boy, and I was like, yo, who's here? 
Because I hear things, but I I see the three of us are all on our couches. So we're trying, trying to figure out what's going on. He goes, yeah, no, no, no. No, they came back. They came back. They came back. What do you mean they came back? He said, yeah, no. They here. They here. So now I'm like in the group chat. What the fuck? Like in the group chat, whatever. And I was like, yo, you better tell your boy that this shit ain't funny. And the thing is that he wouldn't under, he doesn't understand why we were upset. This is a white, trying to tell a white man why three people of color were upset that we were not told that there were going to be people who hunt, who hunt, staying here also. Oh, excuse us for being upset. What? Y'all ain't never seen Get Out? <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, it's giving Get Out. Uh, yo, so now we're thinking, well, we dropped all our stuff off. We cannot leave if they're going to stay here. Me and we didn't eat that night. I didn't eat that night. I had a Skittles, I had a couple Skittles, some Doritos, and cranberry juice. Nah, you wildin'. I would have packed my stuff back up, got in the car. Can we go stay at a hotel? Yeah. Yo, then his son shows up. This said person's son shows up. Oh, no. Nah. Now there's two of them. Granted, we outnumber them, but we don't got weapons. They got weapons. These men keep to I I don't owe them a conversation. I turn over on the couch and I'm like, nope, I'm not talking to them. I'm all set. Don't give a shit. They keep, but this is mi gente. This is the thing, though. It's the thing. They kept asking us where are we from. They saw the New Hampshire license plates because my boys, my boys' plates. Well, oh, where y'all from? Where y'all from? Loco, cuánto veces yo voy a decir que New Hampshire, loco? Nosotros vinimos from New Hampshire, bro. How many times do I have to say it? Like, are, are you are you trying to record what we're saying? Like, I don't get it. And then he was like, then he kept asking, "What are y'all doing up here? What are y'all doing up here?" I don't know. Context clues, you ignorant fuck. It's the holidays. If he already told you he's from the area and we're visiting family, how many times are you gonna ask the same question? Because now my criminal minds is kicking in. <laughs> he's trying to make sure that we far enough from home Ooh. and that can nobody hear us <laughs> that's where my mind went that's exact like and like this is how tone deaf this man was like he wasn't understanding <coughs> why we were like on the fritz we was like trying to un- he's like i got some moonshine out in the back if you want to cook some ribs back like i'm just like bro how are you not understanding that this is uncomfortable he me gente i counted he asked us five different times where are we from, and why are we here? It's like why. And then why for do, a little why do razzle white people dazzle, always want to be asking well, for questions. For a little razzle dazzle, how long are you gonna be here? Oh, it's giving. It's giving. It's we, giving. We're gonna let the county sheriff. It's giving. We know. wanna know how much time we got to flee the scene after we murder you. Because I was like, yo, you can't. I, this all of it was just not it. It. I was like, Lord, this is how I go out. Can I at least take a shower? Like I'm like, damn, Nina. The house was disgusting. Leaves, cobwebs, spot. It was gross. So we all were like, we didn't touch anything. We were just like, okay. Couldn't shower because there was no towels. There was no like the oh, it just wasn't a livable space. It just it just was not. It had potential, but it wasn't it. So we leave. Whatever we go to Detroit. We go about our business. We end up meeting up with the person whose house we stayed in. And he was not understanding why we were upset. He's like, oh, well, what? Like, what was the issue? 
The issue was we didn't know anybody was going to be here when we got here. So that's our issue. And then on top of that, you got to look at it from our perspective. These two white men that are out here to hunt and there's three people of color in this house. Sir, you tell us how safe we were supposed to feel when everybody just got access to this crib. Then looks my boy straight in the face and says, we have an extra gun if you want to come out with us. Hmm. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Never and with, again. And with all of that hunting in sight, let's go over to our next section. Ay, bendito. Alrighty, this is I Bendito, the part of the show where we go through local and global media headlines or any headlines at all and give you guys our opinions. You got anything? Balenciaga, baby. Uh, I'm over. Let me tell you something. These brands, they do everything intentional. I don't care what they say. I don't care what anybody says. They're, um, now, you hear that they're suing the creative director of that campaign, and it's like, you but, guys but saw they, this before it was really, released. But are they really? Get because out of sometimes here. Sometimes I just think they, they just say And things. then Kim Kardashian. I, had, I just sat with Balenciaga. We had a conversation and blah, blah, blah. Girl, but, it's but the my thing was my have thing, that much power. My thing was, why was Kim Kardashian brought into this? Because I remember... When this was first starting to come out, people were literally like, why isn't Kim Kardashian speaking up? And I'm like, y'all give y'all give the wrong why people a microphone. Like, why what does that have to do with just anything? Just cancel the brand, yo. Not only that, but we all know. Let me just be very clear. And this may just be a me thing, but we all know cancel culture just does not exist. No, it doesn't. It does not exist. It's it not doesn't. a thing. Um, I mean, it's cute for the first three days. And then after that, we're all right back. Yeah. You know, it is. so. Um, this whole thing about it, I think it was highlighted to cover up other conversations that were happening. Um, and I think that that's how usually a lot of these things go. Everything that happens in the music industry is literally planned. Like anything, fashion, anything, 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 it is planned. It is planned because you want the wow factor. Exactly. You're going to tell me that they didn't know about these you didn't know about that. You didn't know about the image that it was going to give. You didn't you didn't think about that. You're telling me paid professionals who are making thousands of dollars off of these campaigns. Not one person that saw this was like. It's There's giving no way they've, expl- been, they've been working on this for so long. This campaign didn't just happen. It was a planned thing. They Everything have sketches. Is calculated. They have sketches of what it's going to look like before they actually go through with it. Like and, you're not going to sit here is, and tell me that you didn't know this. But this is my thing is like everybody. And I've been realizing this a lot more lately. Every it's like sheep. It's like the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to be outraged about this. And it's like do we though? Because this has been going on. Like Hollywood has been putting kids in awkward situations and a lot of their films, commercials, things yep. that they say. I mean, just the other day I was sitting here with with some of my friends and we were watching a commercial where this cartoon, this cartoon commercial was literally going like this and it exploded and it went into the next scene. And we sat there and I, I was like, I'm, I know I'm high. I know I'm high because I caught that. And I was like, "This is the these are the cartoon commercials that we're seeing, you know? It's literally all over everything you're watching, everything you're seeing, everything you're hearing. Yeah. 
So it's like now there's like, let's let's cancel Balenciaga. First of all, we don't even I mean, I don't know anybody who's buying real, real Balenciaga. Do you? Yeah, they're on the welfare line. <laughs> I said real Balenciaga. We're not doing that. Um, yeah. Other they than have, they that, had to afford to buy the Balenciaga. That's why they're on the welfare line because they couldn't afford their groceries. This week. Um, uh, <laughs> other than that, um, the Grammy nominations came out and everybody was talking about Latin or American? American. Okay. Everybody was talking about how um, a couple things. So I kept seeing on Twitter like how Beyonce better win album of the year, and I absolutely Listen, disagree. Bad Bunny needs to win album of the I'm year. I'm sorry. I'm Hands sorry. Down. This man this has man broken had every who streaming don't even platform. Speak Spanish, playing and bumping his stuff. Get out. He shut and down every city. He shut up. To. Just I'm sorry. Let, like if Bad we're gonna Bunny. make it about numbers, this man is the number one artist for every streaming platform. Let's just let that sit right there. Mm -hmm. Like, is literally winning Artist of the Year for all of these things. So if the Grammys don't give him Artist of the Year, I mean, I already don't care for the Grammys anyways, but now I'm just going to care not care a lot So go more. off the Grammys. Can we just talk about how he got snubbed by Rosalia for Album of the Year? She, like, broke Grammy history winning out, art, like, Album of the Year, Artist of the Year, or Album of the Year. One of the two. Two years in a row. And I'm like, who is she? Wait. How? How does Rosalia win this award over Bad Bunny? Oh, and she's oh, oh, oh. not even the... Latina. You're talking about the okay, yeah. She's not even Latina. She is a she's from Spain. She is a Spanish artist who transitioned into reggaeton to assimilate so that way she could pick up traction because the shit she was singing before did nobody know about. Nobody was checking for Rosalia when she was singing her shit. Then she was like, hmm. Let, but again, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because this is what artists have been doing this for is, years. This happens this all is, the time. This is what happens. So, but the thing is, is that it's just annoying that Bad Bunny is just, he's such a, he, he's just, he's shown us time and time again that like he is super talented. And then on top of that, he's a philanthropist. He speaks up for Puerto Rico. He speaks up for communities who are, don't have he uses his platform for good like he's just an overall dope person and i just how he's getting snubbed by these things but it's just like bad bunny literally and it, what i'm gonna give him this credit because he has literally changed the face of reggaeton absolutely and it's crossing over absolutely. into other areas i'm sorry daddy yankee that he didn't do it Evie well, Queen didn't well, do it. Well, got, but but well. Bad Bunny paid oh, his paying homage to all these people that came before him. And he didn't forget fair, who paved the way for him. To be fair, these artists like a Daddy Yankee and like a Evie Queen were the ones who put reggaeton even they on the map. They put it on the map. But Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny well, took done. it and it... He oh, came and he, he took, took it, it away. He, he did what a lot of artists do is... Well, what some artists do is they come, they take a style and they're like, okay, how can we make this relevant to now, right? Because mm -hmm. like the Don Omar's weren't surviving because we're no longer in this like, I'm a, like... Like this, this, this trap reggaeton, like it's cute for mm -hmm. some tracks, but it's not adaptable to the generation now. The generation now is not on, on that mentality. Right. So it's like he came and was like, let's talk about love. Let's talk about like breakup, heartbreak. Let's bring it an R&B twist to this reggaeton and give it a style. Mm. And they gave it. 
And if he doesn't win album of the year, I will be burning the Grammy Museum. I'm just kidding. You did not hear that here, mi gente. Um, other than that, um, uh, what, there was another. Oh, Nicki Minaj got snubbed, which I absolutely was just like disgusted oh, by. What do you mean? Um, she didn't get um, nominated for female rapper of the year, but Lotto did, she, did. But did she? What did she put out? Uh, super, super, super freaky girl. Yeah. She also had. Do we have a problem that came out last year? She also had that song. Um, I really liked that song. I don't remember the name. I'm blanking on the name, but it came up after. We, do we have a problem? Like. She's released singles in the past year that have went number one, that have done their thing, and it's like this well, constant this rejection of this, Miss Nicki Minaj, this is which why... causes her to hate Cardi more. Just kidding. Nah, no. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, and I we've we've talked about this before, and it's the way that she she's worked with these artists, and the moment that they work with Cardi, now it's beef, and I'm like, dang. Well, we all know that we all know that Miss Minaj is calculated, and I, when it comes to female rap, and this might just be because I'm a lover of seeing females in power, but um, I tend to turn a blind eye to all their media tactics, and I just listen to the music, and I mm. love. I can spit a Nicki Minaj song back and forth, Cardi B back and forth, Azealia Banks back and forth, Iggy Azalea, like. Baby, I can spit these girls' songs, and I love them all. I don't agree with all of their moves. I don't agree with all of the hate and all of this. Mm -hmm. Is like, put it to the track. Like Miss Nikki said, where's the pen? Where's the pen? I would love to see see the females doing that. I would love to see the yeah. females like put it in the music. On speaking of uh, female rap, Miss Sweetie. I know you don't listen to Sweetie. And apparently you and majority of the world doesn't because she only sold 2,000 albums or 200,000, something like that. So it was a very small number for a, such a big... For the platform that she's on, it is a small number. And a big number. project. Yeah. And um, I think that I, I never saw it for Sweetie. I, I've never seen it. I think her songs are catchy. Her singles are cute. Um, I haven't seen a full project. I listened to this project and I was like... First of all, the fact that they cleared a Biggie sample for you, mm. you know, like that's, that's. <laughs> it's the gum chewing thing. Yeah, come on. Like it just, it's not working out. It's giving very much like you need to figure your shit out, sis, because your record company is making you look stupid as fuck right now. So keep taking that money. Keep taking that money. Um, other than that, and I uh, forgot what else about the Grammys. There was a there was a lot of people talking about it, and but I think a lot of people are coming to the realization that these award shows ain't shit. Who was it? J Cole that said it. He was like, "I don't do it for the Grammys." Yeah, these anymore. award shows ain't shit, and that's it. Like, you're not gonna tell me anything about who I thought had the album of the year because who I thought had the album of the year was my opinion of who is the album of the year. Fuck you, mean. Um, and Nina's favorite artist we're gonna talk about right now, Miss Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Miss Jennifer Lopez. Apparently that you, was a hoax. Yes. So I took it down right away once I found out because I was like, ooh, baby. Um, but Jennifer Lopez, like there was a meme going around or something going around uh, along the lines of her saying that she is going to sing the Whitney Houston. She's going to do the Whitney Houston tribute at the Grammys this year doing I Will Always Love You because she feels that her tone matches with. Baby, when I when I tell you, 
She I, never should let, let me let me set the record straight. She never should have done the Motown tribute. Oh. The amount of talented black artists that could have done it justice, there was J Lo, I just just because you like the music doesn't mean you needed to pay the tribute. I, yeah, I just I think I, I think if that yeah. was true that she was gonna do the Whitney Houston, I think it would have been so tone deaf. I think that don't you got a new album coming out? This was this is me now or something uh, like that. Don't even get me started. Here's my thing. Like I'm a always I'm a always rock for Miss J Lo because she's Puerto Rican, and that's just like what I have to do. I also do enjoy some of her early work, her early albums. I'm not gonna lie, I was a J Lo stan up until 2010 when it just started to get repetitive, and I was like, okay, what what world are we living in that you're releasing five singles for five different albums and they all sound the same? What are we doing? <laughs> Creativity where? <laughs> Creativity is giving you don't know her, period. Um, and then lately, she's just kind of been appearing everywhere. And it's just like, do what Beyonce, do what Rihanna did. Take a break. Let us miss you. Because it was a while that it was just J-Lo, J-Lo, J-Lo all yes. the time. The girls were turning down the shows and J-Lo was right there to pick those contracts up. Which I guess to... You know, you, it helps her. You already have an empire. But it was just, for a while, it was like, just siéntate, por favor. Siéntate. Because you're doing a lot, baby girl. And what you've done now is you've done so much that literally we're sick of you. We don't want to see it. And it's like, now you're releasing this album because you're with Ben Affleck. That's not even making well, sense. I saw, so I saw an interview that, that album she could she would not after they broke up like that was she said that was like her biggest heartbreak she and he helped her write the songs and she was right she wrote those songs when yeah they wrote it apparently on Jiggly so she ne- shut up she never which was a cute she, movie she was talking about how like out. she couldn't he listened to that album and now that they're back together she's like it's it's a chapter that she could like I don't know close oh, she or needs to rehash shut the fuck or whatever up. that's what she needs to do I love you J-Lo but shut the fuck up respectfully <laughs> and peacefully like like nobody cares nobody cares No, <gasps> this album like I'm gonna listen to it don't get me wrong I'm gonna tune in like I said you're my Puerto Rican sister so I'm gonna do what I gotta do but no it's, it's like what what siéntate mija por favor vete pa'l cuarto está jodiendo mucho the fuck whatever I just I don't I'm a fan of the early stuff. Get your bag. Do what you got to do. Orgulloso that the fact that you even one of us. Um, Speaking of J-Lo, Ashanti. Um, <gasps> Did you see the Red Table Talk with her sister and her mom? I didn't, but I heard the. <sighs> I heard some of it. Um Speaking wait 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 wait. Speaking of Red Table Talk, uh, which got my mind thinking, August Alsina came out as bisexual or gay. And I was just, when it, when it happened, I was like, so Twitter was right. Because they were like, he was part of the entanglement because for years rumors had sparked that Will Smith was very fluid. So it led to the thought, this was just a theory. This is all alleged. None of this is, I have no knowledge of this. Um, all of this, uh, the entanglement bullshit, uh, Will Smith was okay with it because he was okay with another man being there because he's sexually fluid. But it just like when he came out finally gay, because the the comeback to that was well August is not, and then now he's fully gay. So I'm like, were they all three in bed together? And is there footage? Just kidding. No. Lol. 
I can't stand you. Um, but no, the Red Table Talk where Ashanti was on it. I also saw Ashanti's interview with Andrew Martinez. Um, and on Red Table Talk, she talked about how her little sister was a part of a yeah. domestic violent relationship. And they showed pictures and they, they talked about it. And I was just like, wow. Shani. Wow. I just... It was dope. watch it. It was dope. It was dope. It was yeah, dope. and she got to do that track with P Diddy, and like everybody was stressing about, not stressing, but like hype that she said something about somebody's dick being small or something like that. I was like, we're still doing this. We're still surprised about this, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> with all of that being said, <laughs> let's head over to our next section, which is Caldero Talk. All right, mi gente. Don't mind me. I keep playing with my hair because this is like a fresh. I freshly just did it. So like it's all like everywhere Freshly right now. Pressed. As opposed to when you're like two days yeah. in and it sits the way you want it to sit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Anyways. baby. So, ew. Uh, anyways. Is it? Who? Anna Nicole See the Smith? thing. No. Oh, my God. Wow. R.I.P. Throwback. Anyways. See the thing is podcast. That's one of their. Who is that? You wouldn't know. <laughs> I love that you're like, I'm not even going to waste my breath. Anyways, so today's topic is accountability after you've pinpointed the trigger. So earlier this week, I had spoke about how I realized that the reason why I don't like um, cooking and I don't like doing dishes, I um, when I tell you I despise doing dishes, I don't like to cook, but I despise dishes. Um, it's so weird to me. With, but listen to this, because every time I've been in the kitchen since I was super little, it's always been some shit. My mom has always been on some BS, and it'll be like little little comments, little passive aggressive comments, like ah, I don't want no dishes in my sink. Uh, are you going to clean this up? And I'm like still in the process of doing what I'm doing. And she has to like nag me. And even comments of like, oh, another meal prep. Are you going to stick to it this time? And it's like Ew. these like, right, right. So it's a lot of Do these better. negative. I got a, in the kitchen. I, I, I correlated that with negativity whenever I'm in the kitchen. And rightfully so. Because when I, you know, had my roommate, I lived on my own. You know, I had my roommate. I loved cooking for the two of us and I enjoyed making breakfast. I enjoyed trying new recipes. Dishes didn't bother me. I, I thought I found it to be therapeutic. And then I get back home and me hit the disclaimer before you guys be in my, be in the inbox or be in the comments talking about, so move out, so move out, so move out. Shut up. Shut Can up. say that? Yes, all the time. It sounds like you need to move out. You grown. You should move out. If your parents kicked you out at an early age, just say that, baby. It's giving you got housing. <laughs> So here's my thing. I can still I can live at home with my mom and still acknowledge that there are things that we're gonna cancel. Are annoying. Cancel culture doesn't exist until we are the first that actually succeed. <laughs> we are the blueprint for the canceled. I can acknowledge that there are some things that I still need to work on 
while being home and I can acknowledge that I cannot afford to live on my own. But the way that y'all think that I can't have an opinion, I can't have a negative well, thought. This is the this is the trauma that's been passed down to people. It's like in casa de mommy, it's like mm-hmm. I pay bills here, thank you. I pay bills here now, thank you. Yo no quería venir para acá. Y'all brought me into this earth. This is our house, baby. This is our house. <laughs> so here's the thing is that like I was afforded the opportunity to come back. I'm paying bills. So therefore, I got to say, if you think that I have to, this whole like hush up, this is your mom's house, blah, 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 blah. That's for you. That's go for you. That's not going to work for me. But the same, people, the same people that will sit there and be like, hush up, this is your mom's house, are the same people that are repeating the same pattern towards mm. their kids of just like, oh, you can't say nothing here. Throw me casa, yo paga. And it's like, yeah, but they did not ask to be here. Thank you. You're doing the bare minimum Thank at you. that. Thank you. So explain to me, whose house who whose house really is this? Because if you kick them out, you, you know whose house you're going to? Jail. Jail, baby. Anyways, <laughs> um, so with that, so in that, I realized... Oh, it's not that I don't like to do these things. They just... It's um, that you don't like to do these things here. here. Because at other places, I don't have a problem cooking. I don't have a problem helping clean up the kitchen. I, I don't have you. a problem I doing the dishes. So, and it was always interesting because whenever my mom would meet my friend's parents, she would be like, they'd be like, oh my God, she's so great. She helps us clean up. Blah, blah. My mom's like, who? She does what? Like she has, she doesn't do that at the house. And at the time I wasn't able to speak to it as an adult. I can speak to it now because I realized they made me feel welcomed. They made me feel appreciated. And it wasn't negative when I was helping them do these things or whatever, what have you. It's always, and even today, even today I got up and I went to go get some coffee I made coffee yesterday and I for, and I forgot about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to drink it today. I didn't add anything to it. It was just pure black coffee. So I'm just, I treated it as iced coffee. Poured it into my cup. Good to go. First thing, first thing Sulma says when she walks into the kitchen. I just got out of my room this morning. First thing she says was, good morning. I see you're wasting coffee again. <laughs> you're like, yeah, in my mug that I bought. And I'm like, mm. First of all, I'm not wasting coffee because this is the coffee that I made yesterday that I'm going to drink today. So, no, I'm not wasting coffee. Good morning to you, too. And I took my ass and I went to the basement. I started folding my laundry in the basement because I, she was going to be in the kitchen. I didn't want to be in the kitchen. And I'm like, wow, I'm really not making this shit up. It's always something. The other day, I was making myself coffee so I didn't go to Dunkin's. She argued with me over the mug. What the... F- what does it matter? The mug's coming home anyways because I live here. Then she hands me another mug talking about you can take this one. Yes, I can because this mug is also mine. <laughs> yes, I can take both of these mugs because both these mugs is man's. Yeah. So whatever. So it got me to think. Now that I figured it out, it is my responsibility to have that conversation with her so that way I don't feel like that anymore. It brings, it makes me, being in the kitchen makes me anxious at the house. It makes me, it gives me anxiety because I don't know what she's about to say and I can only hold my tongue for so long. Now it's either I'm going to continue to hold my tongue and let it fester and marinate and it's going to, I'm going to blow up one day 
Or I tell her, you know what, Ma? I don't like when you're in the kitchen when I'm in the kitchen. That's what I did. That's what I did. I had the same experience. I grew up um, having to cook. Well, not cook. Having to clean um, after me and my brother, um, obviously, because my mom was working. Um, And there's always just been that. There's always been drama in the kitchen. You know, you didn't do the dishes. You didn't this. There's always been something. So for a long time, it was that, you know. And then uh, when I moved back in 2019, like I just told my mom, I'm like, when I'm when I'm cooking, just like, don't come in the kitchen. Don't come in the kitchen because one, it's small. Mm. And two, it's like every time that I have come in the kitchen, that's when everyone in this house now needs to go to this kitchen. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Like, for another thing is the bathroom. Every time I go to the bathroom, it's like somebody's like, "Are you almost, bro? I just got in." I and what? I had to I had to course correct that with my brother of just like, bro, you you want to smell my shit that badly that you are every time I need to use the bathroom, you're right there. <laughs> oh, I I just have to use, you have to use it, but it seems like every time I go, you gotta go. So we on the same cycle or what? Because it's giving something. But yes, I did have to like share that with my mother of just like, can can I just have the kitchen? Can I just 30 minutes? Just 30 minutes. I'll clean it. And that's what I have to do. So I can't blame her anymore because now I've pinpointed it. And I know what the trigger is. Now it's up to me to correct it. If I do not correct it, then I can't complain about it. And that's what I'm talking about. Once you've once you figured it out, how do you hold yourself accountable? How do you then hold others accountable? We keep talking about accountability, but we're talking about holding others accountable. What happens when you have to hold yourself accountable? Now I have to hold myself accountable for having the conversation with her to order in or, in order to move forward and that it doesn't bother me anymore. Now, the thing that I'm fighting why it hasn't happened yet is because I know this lady does not know how to receive feedback. And if I tell her, mom, can you just like not be in the kitchen? I can be, I can say it in the nicest, most respectful way possible. But if you are not ready to hear it, it is going to sound like an attack. It doesn't matter how you paint it. If it comes in a cute little box with a bow on it and cute wrapping paper, that though it's the works. She has proven to me time and time again that it does not matter how I present it. I have to rip the, it's me ripping a bandaid off. Every time. It doesn't matter. I can go back and forth, rack my brain about how I want to address this. And she will still find offense to it. Um, what do you mean? What, what, do you, what do you mean you don't want me in the kitchen? Uh, what bills do you pay here? Ma'am, I run you rent every month. Guess what? I'm going to take these. For, and then it's going to be a battle for me not to meet her where she is. For me not to give her the same energy because she's not going to hear me if I meet her with the exact same energy. Because for some reason, she doesn't hear how she comes off to me. But the moment that I reciprocate the energy, now I'm disrespectful. Now she doesn't understand why I'm upset. She doesn't hear her tone. So it's constantly correcting her tone in order to have a productive conversation. Yeah. And that's, that's hard because that is, that I have to put my pride aside. And check my ego at the door before I have any kind of conversation with this lady because she's not going to hear me. And this is, I tell you guys these things because I don't want you to think that I'm not practicing what I preach at any point. These are hard. Our parents aren't easy. 
They're not easy. And we can't sit up here and say that we're doing these things and not talk to you about the real life instances in which we have to put these best practices to use. It's a battle. But And I also think like it's super important for people to have conversations with their parents and just have energy checks, you know, like I I started doing that. When after I moved to New York, that's when I started to have conversations with my mom via text of just like, you know, this when this happened, this was really fucked up. Like, this is how I felt like. And it's always been met with just a, a, apologetic energy or uh, energy that was just like understanding why I was hurt. And let me just, you know, um, let me just hear him out and mm-hmm. just see, you know, where this is coming from. And still to this day, it's still the same way back and forth, but it starts somewhere. Right. And I feel like a lot of people, when I talk to them or when they tell me about their situations with their parents, all my friends live with their parents um, and just hearing them. And I'm like, why don't you just try having a conversation, a normal conversation of just like, and, and no, go into the fire knowing you're going to get burned. But at the end of the day, at the end of the fire, you might just walk away with just one little scar, like one little wound. Mm-hmm. But you got to express how you felt. And it's it may not have been heard in the moment because a lot of the older parents, sometimes they don't listen to listen. They listen to respond. Mm-hmm. So yep. they're not they're not used to that. You know, they're not yep. used to, you know, some one somebody in the house saying something or whatever because the way that they were raised. So understanding that they are going through their trauma as well and approaching the situation on on that note of just like, I already know this person's going to be crazy, but, you know, can I just talk to you real quick? You know, sometimes even, you know, a lot of people don't even ask for that that acknowledgement of, of can I have a conversation with you? Yeah. Some people just go into it of just like, so I wanted to tell you, and it's like, you didn't even know if you didn't even set the tone, right? You didn't mm-hmm. even set the mood of just like, hey, can we sit down and just have a real quick, you know, talk? I wanted to express something to you so that it's a clear, this is a moment of expression. We're both going to be expressive, but we're walking away, you know, and even the 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 fine print of just like, I'm going to share this with you. I don't know how you're going to take it. I don't, I'm not coming off rude. I'm not coming off, you know, combative. I just need to get this off my mind and just share this with you so that we can kind of try to get somewhere in the middle because mm-hmm. uh, we do live together. And at the end of the day, whether, you know, whether I pay bills or I don't pay bills at the end of the day, we're living here. And until the day comes that we're not living here, we need to figure out how to coexist, yep. you know, and I need to eat. I need to cook. I need, you know, and it's like, tell me if I'm doing it wrong, if I'm not cleaning up to your standard or if I'm not, you know, then tell me, but yeah. don't, Every time I'm around, every time I'm eating, every time I make a meal, don't lead with a negative comment because that shit that has caused a lot of drifts between me and a lot of family members because it's like the negative, the negative, like, oh, you're going to eat, you're going to cook. Oh, you, you're, you're making all those meals. You're going to make sure that you eat them all. Or even when you order out, you're ordering out again. And it's like, yeah, because I don't want to sit in this kitchen and you still talking shit. And it's just like unnecessary. It's like, yeah, but how many times have you ate today? Like, I'm not sitting there. And I just started matching that, that energy. Like I had a, I have an aunt who every now and again will make a comment about how much, mind you, Mind you, this is how my trauma works. When I am at family events, I tend to not eat. 
like how I normally eat. Mm. And I like to eat. But I'll Especially eat. Especially when you know the food about to Yeah, stop. like I'll, I'll eat just to be Take polite. To a play. cute little bit, a cute little bit of something. So usually if you see me eating, it's probably because I've already kind of overdrank a little bit too much. And I'm like, okay, shit. Like, I, gotta eat. I don't want to be that one right now. So let me just eat. So, you know, this aunt would always be like, you're eating again? Until I met her where she was at. And I was like, I'm eating again. I'm like, how are you saying that to me as you're sucking on a chicken bone? Because you already ate. You didn't even bring anything. That's the gag. <laughs> and and then- when I said in that video, <laughs> we will clap back. Understand, we will clap back. We I'm are just, not kids and anymore. And after that, like... Or another time that she said something and I was like, not you fat shaming. I was like, not that. We're not doing that. Right. And she's like, what? How am I fat shaming? I'm like, you talk like if I ate everything here, honey, I'm having a patelito. And it's it was, oh, they have my palo. So now when I don't come around now, when you're like, where have you been? It's because I, I can't even eat here in peace, bro. I don't want to be somewhere I can't eat. Sorry. Can't do it. Can't do it. I ain't, and it's not my job to change but you. Have you been around that person since? Yeah, yeah. And, and I and it's always met with that energy, bro. If you are and going she's to still meeting, no. Oh, okay. I will say that something triggered or something clicked up there and was just like, let me leave this one alone because this one's on edge. And then there was a time that I had to tell her, like, you don't say comments like that to people. I'm like, you don't know if I ate all day. You don't know if I'm actually throwing up after I eat this. That's why you don't say things like that. It's like, I, it's just a joke. I'm like, it's just a no, joke to you. And guess time, what? We're not, we're not in the seventies where it was just a joke. It's no longer a joke. It's Thank fucking rude. And if you want to eat 10 plates, baby, go eat those 10 plates. Cause what the fuck else is the food for? What is the food for? I always had this question. This is how you know I was a fat ass even more when I was younger. What is the food for? Why are we preserving this food? What, what are we doing? Oh, to have leftovers. Baby. So what you're saying is you just want to eat it another day, but it's still going to get eight. Oh, so what happened? Why can't I just eat it today? So, yeah. But again, now it's that holding yourself accountable to make sure that you keep those boundaries in check. Mm -hmm. And like, if we're honest, again, uh, what do we call them? Um, Buzzwords. Uh, narcissist, triggered, anxiety, um, accountability. These are all buzzwords. What happens when we now have to internalize those, internalize accountability? It's one thing to tell someone they need to be held accountable. But what happens when we talked about feedback? How do you receive feedback? What happens when someone needs to hold you accountable? Oh, baby. I tried to lead with a listening ear. Mm Mm-hmm. I have been practicing listening to understand. I will literally recite that in my head as somebody is expressing something to me mm-hmm. about myself. I'm just like, just, you know, don't, you know, don't respond. Just listen really here mm-hmm. because I was having this conversation with a coworker on Friday and I was just like, you know, they were like, I hate when people, you know, critique me about this because they don't know nothing about it. And I was like, well, they're, there's something to be taken away from every critique that you're given. Mm-hmm. It may not be what you like, and it may be coming from someone, yes, who probably is less qualified than you, 
But at the end of the day, if you are a creative and if you are somebody who's trying to get better, then you would listen to what they said. Yes, again, it may not be what you like to hear, but there's something there that you can take from it. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's where I like when it comes to situations where people are checking me or putting me in and being like, yo, you're doing this. You're fucking. I'm just like, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But if you're wrong. If you're wrong, baby, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and that's on accountability. No, but here's the thing, though, is that Friday when we hung out, there was this thing that you kept saying that I, I like I thoroughly enjoyed. So we were like in a room full of people, intellectual people. Everybody was debating about whatever, what have you. And anytime you disagreed with someone, you let them finish. And the moment that they finished, you said, I'm going to meet you there. And then you would present your side of it. And you said it a few times. And I was like, I like that. I'm going to meet you where you are at in this conversation. Now, whatever you take from that, you could take from that. But I met you where you were at. So you want me to meet you at crazy, baby? I'll meet you at crazy. Right, right. You want me to meet you at calm, cool, and collected? I got you at calm, cool, and collected. You know what I mean? Which I enjoy. And I was like, I wonder if he got that from his therapist or it's just a way for you to process what you're about to say I think before it's, you say it. I think it's a safe, uh, you know, not a safety, but like kind of like um, just a reassurance of just like I'm not coming. I'm speaking loud. I'm speaking, you know, there's passionate, point. You're passionate. You know, yeah, yep, yep. but I'm not coming from uh, you're wrong. I'm right. Shut up. Yeah. I'm coming from a place like I get you. I'm going to meet you right there. I'm I'm here. We're here. Boom. Mm-hmm. But. I love that, though. I like, love that. But, and it kind of just helps steer that conversation of yeah. just like, oh, okay, he's not he's not arguing. He ain't right, but he ain't arguing. Right. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> and then. But again, if you guys, so to circle back, if you guys could really, I challenge you guys with this this week. If you guys can think about something that triggers you or the reason why behind you don't like something you can pinpoint it i challenge you to confront it and then hold yourself accountable to confront it and not just um continue to hold on to whatever it is that you're holding on to um but really in allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel in order to move past it because accountability can be a beautiful thing if we understand what we're being held accountable for and someone's barking at you, you have to be held accountable. You need to be held accountable. But for what, though? What am I being held accountable for? And what does that mean moving forward? We love these buzzwords, but we're not offering any context to how on how to be better in those sectors. You know what I mean? So I challenge you guys this week to pinpoint what it is that you might be running from, uh, open yourself up to it, and then holding yourselves accountable to move past it because the trauma that we experienced growing up wasn't our fault. How we heal from it is now our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the, what well, that was what was super prevalent for me this week. It's one thing for me to get online and talk about these traumas, but it's another thing for me to be the one that starts to heal from it because I am now an adult and I have the power to change my circumstances. <laughs> so with that being said, <laughs> me and that, that's basically Ruben saying that's period. The period. <laughs> with that being said, we are going to head over into our next section, which is a reposar. 
Welcome to the episode, the last part of the show, where we leave you guys with some positive affirmations and just leave you guys feeling all gooshy gooshy inside. I can't stand you, <laughs> anyways. What you got? What you got? We have any shout outs this week? Uh, shout out to all the new followers on Instagram. Um, I did I, see that. I greatly I was wondering. What was, I also have mad people viewing my TikTok page, but not following. And I was oh, like, "That's annoying." I know you think I'm funny. Like, nah. <laughs> Ruben might be my favorite TikToker. I'm not gonna hold you. So y'all I'm need trying. to put some respect on his TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. Any. Um, yeah. Just shout out to all the new followers and the people that are rocking with us. Um, this is three years in the making, and we're hoping for a, for a fourth. But we got to start seeing some money. Because this isn't cheap. That part. Um, you know what I mean? That, but, that big part. That big part, right. Um, but yes, so a quote that I'll leave it with, I said it in the last section. I'll say it again. Um, the trauma that you experienced as a kid was not your fault, but the healing that you do as an adult is absolutely your responsibility. I'm not even going to elaborate on that because it's that's pretty clear. Damn, I wish you would elaborate so you can give me some time to find my quote. L-O-L. I don't know. So to save my co-host. Um, I don't know. We're too, we're too old now. We are too grown to be walking around talking about when I was a kid and you did this. Okay, they did it. How do we move past it and right. get over it? Referencing another episode. How do we make sure that we have exhausted it to the point where we can um, identify the issue, heal from the issue, and now we are going to move past the issue? A lot of us are using our trauma as a crutch so that we don't advance and or we become better versions of ourselves because we would much rather live in our misery than fully embrace our peace. Damn, that was a word. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Y'all just got scared. All right, let me get in this. Um, and this is just this is just really my, my feel and my mood all the time. Whatever I did while I was drunk, that was not me. So that's all I'm going to say. That's my quote. Because I feel like sometimes, you know, obviously I'm a wild card when I drink and it's a good time. But then the next day and people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, that was a different person. Okay, It's giving eight hours in between since we last saw each other. We're okay. We're not that no more. So don't bring it back up. Thank you. Can't stand him. I do want to make the announcement, uh, obviously reminding everyone that we are on a bi-weekly schedule. So every other week you get a private episode. If you subscribe, you get to listen to that. Um, and then every other other week you get an episode that's released to the public on our YouTube. And other than that, I think that we covered a lot today. We did. Give you a nice juicy episode. And my name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.